0: Hello, welcome back to the Causing a Racket podcast, Mister Simon C. Peters. How's it going?
1: Uh, it's always going well when I'm on the podcast here with you, Kevin. How uh, how are you doing today on this fine Wednesday? I do content? enjoy every moment I have with you
0: on the podcast. So glad we're keeping this going. Mm. Mm. It's been fun.
1: We're actually yeah, on I had time to this put week. That caveat with the podcast. Yeah, we are. That's <laughs> a rarity for you.
0: Yes, we're finally doing some stuff. Less than a week interval, so yeah. Uh, once again, apologies for not getting on top of this news faster, but we are getting more content by the day. So I, I, it, it calls for us to be doing more episodes.
1: So That's the so. beauty of a, of a sport that only has one month of the off season. It's just constant. <laughs> 365.
0: Right. Well, you know what? We forgot to do this in February, but I want to lead off this episode with a dedication to black history month uh i know it, it's actually march uh 2nd but you know do want to give the month of february it's credit for black history month because tennis is a sport that has celebrated black history and uh yeah simon i figure we could talk about sounds like it's both a favorite player of both of us right mr arthur ash
1: oh yeah yeah i mean look I'll, I'll start it off with this man it's the, the fact it that off. the stadium same him is great but it's you, you mentioned this before but i you know, as few people know this, I was in high school, we were watching a movie called And the Band Played On, which is about HIV, AIDS, right? And at the end, they're showing all these people. And my teacher paused it on Arthur Ashe. He's like, who's this? I said, that's Arthur Ashe, uh, winner in the non-open era and open era, uh, national champion, NCAA national champion for UCLA. And he's like, right. how do you know so much? I held up my tennis racket. He said, yeah, it's a damn shame that that's the only guy in here who knows who that is. And that's the only reason why. Oh, dude, it's absurd.
0: Like, I think if you asked a random person, like, on the street, or even just like a, an average sports fan, just in general, like, do you know who Arthur Ashe is? I think like eighty percent of people will say no, and it, it's and it's kind of sad because one, there's an ESPY award named after him, right? The largest yeah. tennis, the largest tennis stadium that seats like the largest audience is named after him, right? Um, so I, I just I wish this guy got more credit and, it, and it's just, it's, 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 it's a bummer, you know? And don't be wrong. I'm glad that, you know, the King Richard movie has come out and kind of put tennis back on the map in terms of in the media. But, and you know, we, we plan to do a, you know, an episodes later on about, you know, tennis in the media, but I, I wish there the next movie for tennis would be, an arthur ash like biopic i it, i just dude the guy
1: has a remarkable story i mean he's excellent every facet I, I don't think a lot of people realize this kevin let me let me tell you a couple things here first off when he was growing up had the same coach and mentor as the uh another great black player althea gibson but people don't know this about him uh arthur ash has the ncaa triple crown he was on the ucla tennis website for a long time when the ncaa singles title and doubles title and team championship with the Bruins he was an ROTC to pay for his school so when he graduated in 1966 he was in the military he was commissioned in the military right and in 1966 and 1967 he went to the finals of the freaking Australian Open and lost to Roy Emerson while he's in the military right people don't realize he's second lieutenant he used to practice with the West Point team that was his practice so the dude is in the military winning the U.S. Open, getting the finals of the Australian Open. Dude, that is just unreal. Unreal. Right. Right.
0: That that One portion US of Open tennis is history Open, yeah. is is so interesting. I mean, just with the, you know, the amateur in the opener and then them finally conjoining, mm-hmm. you know, and then, yeah, with broad labor. And then, yeah, Ash paving the way for, you know, future players of, you know, African descent and. I mean, like think about it. Without Ash, you don't have you know Yannick Noah, you don't have Gamal Feast, you don't have all these great players that come through, right? It's, it's it's oh, I just wish the guy would get his credit, man.
1: Oh, I'll have to go I, I would direct so this too, damn yeah. movie
0: myself. Yeah, I I will. And if anybody wants to watch a good movie. match, go watch
1: and go back and watch him <laughs> yeah. beat uh, Connors at ni- Wimbledon when he's right. just like coming in, yeah. and people were like, what the nineteen
0: seventy-five women's final is probably one of the best like classic matches you can watch for sure. Yeah, it's a great match. Um, yeah, no, I mean. As much as you and you know, I love Arthur Ashe, we want to give you know everyone else their credit. You know Serena, um, Venus, yeah, Sloan Stevens just I, won, I just think so it's, yeah,
1: yeah, it's if it's I want to give a our, long history, credit, yeah. right. and you got young players, golf, FAA coming in. Mm-hmm. TFO. I mean, it's yep. just a continued, yep, Tiago, right. it's just a continued timeline right. of of real excellence in the sport, and that's good to see.
0: Absolutely. So, all right, let's pivot now uh, to some not so. Fun news. Well, I guess no, It's interesting news. Novak Djokovic split with his coach this week, Marian and Vida. Uh, this is the second time that he split with him, Simon. First time was back in, I believe it was the uh, middle of 2017. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and then he picked up Andre Agassi as his coach, and yeah. So now he is split with Marion Vida. Honestly, this doesn't surprise me, just because when you're not playing tournaments and making enough money, you can't pay your coach, but. You know, sounds like they've... I don't think Djokovic has away. any
1: problems with money. He could probably pay Vida for the rest <laughs> right. of his life. And so give me, no your, give me your take on this. I mean, do you is this anything to be worried about? Do you think this is the signal of the end? Dude, what, I, what's your what's your take? I, I think it is, man. I think that Djokovic is starting to go off the rails. I right?
0: will say he this. The in- first time he split with Marion Vida, it was bad, right? Like his play significantly declined. I don't think this guy gets enough credit for the impact he's had on Djokovic's career. I mean, don't get me wrong. Becker Especially stepped you coaching Djokovic
1: for that long. Right.
0: I mean, like, he, he brought Djokovic up early on. I mean, you know, there's been other, you know, big-name coaches that have stepped in and kind of shared the responsibilities. Like, I remember when Todd Martin was in there and, you know, the, the serve was so ugly for Djokovic. But, you know, when Becker stepped in and really took his game to another level, Marion Vida, you know, consummate professional, took a back seat, but was still there, right? And so it's just like, Marion Vida is almost like this unsung hero in the whole story of Djokovic, right? And so when they... Split ways. I think it was 2017. He picked up Andre Agassi. It was just it blew my mind how bad his level went down. <laughs> right? Like it's not like Andre Agassi is a bad player. I mean, I, we we have yet to see you know what his his, his full coaching resume is going to be. But yeah, I, I just I think it's evident that like now that they've split, I can only expect him to to, to
1: play worse, right? I, I don't know. I just how okay, how he's already he... been going off the rails. Like think right. about this: since the Olympics, he's been going off kind of off the rails right he, right. he has that complete meltdown in the olympics then mm-hmm. he gets to the finals of the u.s open still a chance to run the grand slam it just gets whacked by medvedev and then mm-hmm. he's just Novax djokovic all of a sudden won't do anything right. comes back in dubai he's like i'm feeling great i'm in the best shape i'm playing the best i've played in years and gets like spanked by Jiri vesely who granted was treeing out of his mind but like and then you make a coaching change. To me, it right. feels like Djokovic is starting to slide. He's starting to implode. And he's just reacting in the wrong way by throwing out probably one of the most stabilizing and consistent forces in his entire career. It doesn't seem right.
0: Yeah, I, it's, 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 it's me, man. Yeah, I just, I feel like that's the guy that has always kind of kept, I mean, don't get me wrong. Jo- Novak joker has been very consistent in his performances if we look at the big picture, right? Like over the years. And so I just feel like, this guy has been just as consistent as Djokovic's results, so it's just like I I, I kind of have to correlate the two, right? So uh, yeah, I hey we'll, maybe we'll he'll see... bring back
1: Becker, dude. I love the. Um, <laughs> I
0: was gonna say I would be curious who ah, the next coach. I'd be curious who the next coach is. Um, yeah, I I really want to. I, I don't he, think he, it would be, be higher. Becker, but
1: guy. he may not. Yeah. I mean, but I think it, I think we had, like Roddick
0: Stepanek is... for a little bit or something. Yeah, I just like it's gonna be someone um, weird like that. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's gonna yeah it's probably one of his buddies you know that just steps in and you know it's it's i'm, I'm, I'm we'll see what do you remember happens. when stepanik
1: yeah. wore that stupid referee shirt when he used to wear <laughs> that stupid referee <laughs> shirt.
0: i remember when he I wore a when san he... jose sharks jersey to the sap open when i was uh, i think i was in
1: high school or something
0: yeah so oh,
1: that yeah. guy is like i saw him playing one time in the hamburg when i was a kid i was watching on tv my mom was like does that guy do chewing tobacco he keeps spitting on the court i was like i don't right. know what that guy's doing I don't
0: know. Just a weird guy in general. Yeah. I Anyways. hope he's not
1: bringing back that guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Next topic. Obviously, you know, on this podcast, we do talk to talk about hot topics and current world issues. And so given Russia has invaded the Ukraine, uh, the ATP and WTA have now taken a stance and uh, Russian players will not be punished for playing, but they will not be allowed to compete under their flag i imagine this is gonna be very similar to the olympics because you know the russian sports federation was caught for doping so you know russian athletes can still compete in the olympics and win medals but you just compete under a weird insignia and name i think it's yeah and so i I imagine this is what it's gonna be the same thing simon so yeah give me give me your take
1: uh to me excuse the language but that's just a diplomatic circle jerk like if they're allowed to <laughs> compete they're allowed to compete it doesn't really matter if they're doing well i think you should punish the players i it's just it's 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 just Dude, like it's this weird situation right yeah it is the Especially ukrainian the, tennis know, federation asked them to they asked the itf to just ban russians from competing period
0: it's just crazy because um, in the wake of Medvedev becoming world number one right it's just it's yeah it's it's such weird timing you know and like and don't be all like Andre Rublev took a stance, uh, you know, he wrote no war on the camera after he, one of his matches. And so,
1: I mean, like, yeah, I'll be, like I said, I don't feel doesn't like the, end up in the gulag.
0: Right. I don't think the players should get punished. And I think this is just the way of the association saying, hey, like, you know, this is our way of taking a stance without punishing the players. It's just it's just it's just like a weird it's going to be weird for a while, for sure. And I'm not saying like, you know, we're I, I don't think you know, I'm all for, war, or I'm all for peace and no war, but it's just, it's, it's that weird elephant in the room. that's just gonna be hanging over us for the rest of the season. It's, for weird. Sure. So, it's also yeah.
1: unfortunate because tennis, like the Ukraine has a really outsized presence in tennis for the size of right. the country and its presence elsewhere. Right. So both Ukraine and Russia, I mean, I guess Russia is a big presence elsewhere, but they're really like serious hubs of tennis. Um, Look, for me, man, it, there is going to be some weird stuff. A Svitolina withdrew rather than play yeah. Russians. I mean,
0: it, it has moment. definitely um, affected Svitolina and So I, I feel like I should have naused yeah, that on the last episode cool. we'll and I get didn't. To that so, later. Yeah, apologies for that. But um, no, I, it's definitely affected the players. And um, I can only imagine how they're feeling with their families in danger, you know? So.
1: Um, it's just, oh, it's the whole thing is, is like, it's, it's a strange situation, and there's never going to be a good answer, right? No matter what the ITF does, someone's not going to be happy. Uh-huh. And so I, I think that they've done what they can, in a sense. But also, Kevin, look, you got no... You got no tournaments, no WTA tournaments in China or Russia. I think there's two in Russia, right? I think there's a the which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, 11. well, Saint
0: Petersburg just happened, right? Yeah, so now Saint Petersburg. Okay, so Saint yeah. Petersburg
1: did happen. You're right. Otherwise, it would have been Saint Petersburg and the Kremlin Cup that were right. thrown out. I mean, dude, you'd have eleven tournaments off the calendar for the WTA. Like, yeah, man, I mean, we're at some point here.
0: Not to sound insensitive but we really picked the right year to start a podcast on tennis man there's so much going on it really is yeah, like comparatively I mean, speaking yeah. there really is right uh, one of the goats can't won't play cuz of vaccination uh yeah no chinese tournaments no russian tournaments this is yeah mm-hmm. this is quite the year dude so um yeah, we'll continue to report on it and uh, give our listeners, you know, our takes and our opinions. But yeah, I do, I do hope that the the situation comes to you know a peaceful resol- resolution. So,
1: um I, I, I think we all do. It's just sticky for tennis,
0: right? So, all right, let's get into a, a happier topic. Uh, Simon,
1: mm.
0: you are on the hot seat this week.
1: All right, all right, you are all right. three I for like three
0: this. on your picks, Simon. Well done. I'll well tell well you done. right
1: now, man. That your, was your pick talk about his career better than mine at this point. <laughs> it, sure. it is. I don't have many picks, though. I don't have many. now. I'll tell you what, it, it was kind of as we expected. Van Oudfank cruised uh, two and oh. That was just and, as I like to say, Rave was a little old, too old, uh, never too old for a spanking, apparently, because the van Oudfank oh. laid that out. Uh, Angela's wow. displeased by that. Yeah, challenge. I would say, that's a lot of, that's. Keep G
0: rating. I would science. have said it about the men too. There's <laughs> nothing to
1: say about it. it's not like if Federer lost, I'd say never duelled for a spanking. There might be people who find that uh, very entertaining—the thought of Federer getting spanked. All right, All right. Uh, Fernandez. She beat Shmidova, two and two. I think those are pretty easy. Yes, yeah, Stremska and Bogdan. Day for day uh, for Lululemon. Let's go. Let's go Lulu. That's oh, yeah, a win. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. Strem's got. first off. She was crying at the end of her match, right? Obviously, yeah, so that's, a tough the, that's the tough one. That's the tough yeah. one. But, mm-hmm. dude, she fought off match points in the second set and the third set and won both tiebreakers 10-8. That's just nuts. I mean, and it was mm-hmm. ridiculous stuff here. So that was a hell of a match. I really liked what I saw there. There was a total sweat check. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. I was picking up the slack in your absence, Kevin. Unfortunately, there's not as much uh, meat on the bone as we would like here in the middle of the week. But uh, is there, are there any matches in particular that you're looking at here for me, Kevin?
0: I got one for you. Uh, another WTA right. match. Uh, mm.
1: Buscova versus Martich in Monterey. Mm. Ah, God, you got to love that. So here's the deal, right? Uh, Buscova is kind of the classic you watch her and you think, where did you learn how to play? Uh, the strokes <laughs> don't look that fantastic. Yeah, okay. you're just kind of wondering. You're on to judge, Simon. Like, you're you're one to oh, judge. Oh, God. They're awful. <laughs> but the first time I saw Buscovo playing, I, I was like, is there a, is my TV glitching? Like, why is her back end like that? But you know what? She's been playing very well. Uh, she's been looking good. Uh, and she has the power, right? I like Martic. She's athletic, nice consistency, covers the court. Uh, rolls the ball, uses it. I just don't see it happening. I think is playing way too well. I think March is kind of in the twilight, declining a little bit. At minus 137, I really like uh, Buzkova here. I think that you take that. Uh, oh, sorry, minus 157. Uh, I don't want any degenerates out there to get mad. and think I'm making a blinds, Brian Stanbury style. So minus direction. 157, I still like <laughs> it. That's the way you got to hit it. Shout out former teammate Ryan Stanbury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That guy will be he he would tell you to bet on the Super Bowl. He'd be like, take the Rams plus five. He'd be like, the Rams are my. Does he listen five. to our pod? You, I'm right? curious if he listens
0: to our pod. I don't know. Well, well he'd probably listen to that one and get me some, some
1: crap. Bo does, so Bo might hear it and know what I'm talking about. Shut up, so. Bo Hart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. There is right, one so more thing picking, I wanted you're, to do. You're
0: picking go right? Bruce Bruce yeah, right. Do All right. I know that? We got. We, we need bit. to document
1: this. We need to document this. All right. <laughs> Next time we do, we're gonna have some more meat on the bones. You know what, Kevin? Right. There is one thing I wanted to go over here real quick. About uh, 60 seconds for me here. Uh, something I wanted to touch on earlier, but I didn't get the chance to. Right. Something about the younger generation here. And before I say this, I want to make sure I'm not taking anything away from Nadal, because there are some people out there who get real riled up by this. But mm-hmm. let's be honest, right? When we look at some of the younger generation, right? When we look at some of the behavior we see from Medvedev or Zverev or even some of the other guys, what that is at the end of the day is mental weakness. These guys don't have what it takes thus far. They haven't demonstrated what, that they have what What are you it talking takes. about? Are
0: you talking about Medvedev it, it losing? Are you Zverev just, beating a chair with a stick or a racket? No, I mean. All of it, right? And I'm talking <laughs> okay, about yeah. the
1: way it translates to matches. Look, right. look, okay, yeah, Medvedev, sure, he won a major against Djokovic, who is, like, clearly going off the rails from everything we've seen thereafter, right? That's just Medvedev, the
0: I would say Medvedev, Medvedev's pretty race. mentally tough. I just think when he goes up against Nadal, it's 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 a different.
1: It's, yeah, but then, Medvedev, yeah. dude, but that's what it is. Look, let's, this is one I wanted to highlight. Let's look at Shapovalov, right? Anybody who watched oh, oh, yeah. that match he's... objectively knows he had Nadal. That was his match, and he lost it, right? right. He lost it. So, yes, Nadol a lot of people are saying congratulations it, like,
0: Serena's coach, Patrick Morgel, like he came out with a video and said he thinks Denis Pavlov has reached 60 percent of his talent level, which I honestly like it's almost validating what you're saying, which is like you're not even close to how you should be playing. Right. Which is why yeah, I get so frustrated jokes. with him. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, but that, that's from but a, he that's had from a that renowned match.
1: source. So, right. Playing at his level, he was playing at, he had the match. All he had to do right. was make a couple shots and he couldn't do it. Right. And it's like, it's the same thing, right? It, you'd be remiss to note that Nadal won the major, but he.
0: So, all right. So yeah, I guess back to your point. So the, so the the young guys, you don't feel like are mentally tough enough to handle. I don't feel
1: like it. And, and right. you look at Zverev and the only way he got close was Dominic team in the worst major final I've seen. It was just who could give it away. And I'm, I'm yet to see on these young guys, if they have the wherewithal of a Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic. Say what you want, but throughout years and years, these guys have shown up time and time again, and they don't choke the matches against the guys they should beat. And then the guys that they are losing to that can beat them, they choke the matches away. And that's the difference between these guys. And until we see some of these younger guys stop choking, I don't think we're going to see anything different. Nobody's going to come and be well, a 10-major winner out of the young guys. We, yeah, it's like, let's reel it back a bit don't get me wrong i i'm
0: very critical of these of these guys you can go listen to you know 10 episodes before this and (laughs) i'm ripping on somebody at some point so i'm not but i'm gonna say this in their defense we are literally witnessing the three best players in the history of tennis right and so the bar has been set very very high right right and even pete winning 14 was astronomical or extraordinary in its own way right so it's like i imagine tennis kind of going back to what the end of Pete pre Feder Nadal dawn of the era right, which is you had numerous see numbers. So you had several number ones you had a couple you know single major winners which in its own way I actually appreciate it because someone different's gonna be winning right and so I, I think it's it's all it's all balanced right so um, I think but, you're
1: right I do think more of it is like yeah what? I, I think I think to Nadal, say but... to say one of these he's guys on the backside man majors, these
0: guys gotta beat him to say they one of these guys is gonna win ten majors is tough that's I mean no, yeah the fact we just so. witnessed- Three guys win twenty each. Oh my god! Like, yeah, it's
1: yeah. Think uh, I think I mean, you're right. I do think we're gonna go to an. I era mean, we saw we saw Andre win yeah.
0: eight. That that was That's already a good like. Amount.
1: That was already. I, I don't mean, think a great amount. That even... was
0: that was sporadic. That wasn't even like in like a streak. Yeah. That was like it was just here and there and here and there. And like and he was in an era with one of the greats, right? It's just. I mean, I he don't is even a great think too, we have but, an yeah. eight
1: major winner on our hands. Not the way with these guys have shown. Not with their right. mental fortitude. So
0: yeah. I mean, obviously, like you know, when the next day, the next, the next I guess, I would you say, the next superstar comes through, I'll be, I'll be ready to enjoy it. Um, but I, if if you didn't ask me, my guess would be, like I just mentioned before, I think we're gonna go into a little bit of a, of an era where it's kind of like erotic... Ferrero, um Hewitt, where you know, he's a couple guys stealing like one or two and just trading back and forth. So,
1: yeah, you're probably right. Well, I just want to say my piece. Uh, that was all I had to say. <laughs> you want to get your ran in? You're like, you know what? Mm-hmm, we got some free time. Let me get
0: this in. <laughs> I had <laughs> to get on my. This isn't even on the agenda, but I'm gonna kids. throw it in right now. <laughs> like kevin i've been thinking about this for three weeks and i finally get the moment to talk about it (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i do like
1: shapovalov's calves so it has nothing to do with that i just (laughs) want to throw that out there you know we were backlogged
0: on content and things we need to cover but that's like i said now we're finally caught up you know like i said we got our black history month in um yeah we're on a little bit of a break right before indian Wells starts other than the wta uh still playing this week but uh yeah i guess next episode we can go over uh Tennis in paradise are big picks for the uh, yeah, first master's 1000 of the year, right? So,
1: dude, oh, god, you're gonna we will have both so- be, there. be there, right? there. you'll be there, right? I'll be there, you can be there. I might be if you're gonna you be there, be. you're gonna be have to text me live, live picks, not pictures of you with your shirt off, picks of like matches. No one does that, <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. Oh my god,
0: no, that's this ain't Melbourne, dude. I, I feel like. Australian open's the only tournament you can just be sitting in the stands that's without your true. shirt on. <laughs> yeah, That's true. <laughs> Come on. Better than that, Simon. Anyway. <laughs> well,
1: I'm just trying we'll, to get you to do
0: it. Uh, We'll keep today's episode short. I know we ran a little bit over in the last few. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep it short and sweet for everyone. Get back to our normal routine of, you know, 20-minute mark. So, yeah. Simon, this was fun. Glad we got to do it. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to say before we sign off?
1: Uh, that's it. Stay no thirsty, more rants. my friends. stay thirsty all right
0: thank you again for joining us on the causing a rock or causing a racket podcast see you next time